You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello and welcome to the movie Graveyard. We're starting a whole new era here. That is right, the Tom Cruise era. No. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean no? <laughs> Boo and Goat here with you again. And we're, uh, shockingly enough, over 75 episodes of the movie Graveyard, <laughs> primarily focusing originally just on the 80s movies, but then eventually, you know, broadening out to 90s, early 2000 movies. We have never done a Tom Cruise movie. It's unbelievable. I can't, can't get over that. So, you know, we decided, uh, and we'll get into it in a second here, but uh, you wanted to dive into some of Tom's uh, earlier work. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, my personal feelings um, of the stuff that I've learned of Scientology. I'm pretty much turned away from Tom Cruise and his movies um, for a while now. Just the more I learn about what that organization does and stands for. But um, I did... I am giving his pre-Scientology movies a pass. So... um, From what I know, he got involved with it. I know he was with the person that he was introduced him to it. But apparently he only got involved with Scientology in 1990. So I'll watch anything Tom Tom Cruise pre-1990. So, this is one of them. (laughs) And over time, I really want to kind of cover the the time capsule, the explosion. We'll get into a second here of Tom Cruise in the year 1983. I mean, this guy was just everywhere at once. You know, I thought about going back chronologically to his very first stuff, but I was like, well, let's put the, the one out there where I feel like Tom, at the height of his power in terms of like, like just coming... Because uh, he made he had like four movies come out in 1983, and we don't know which one was filmed first or what, but it like, you know, so it's arguable what was his first, uh, you know, leading role. Was it the first one he filmed, the first one that came out? Obviously, Risky Business made him, but that's more of a comedic uh, lead. I think this one, I categorize this one as his first true lead in a film, um, just because there's no humor to distract, no nothing. It's just Tom telling the story, playing the main character. It's all about him. So, yeah, we're going with uh, 1983's All the Right Moves. We have the uh, the Blu-ray synced up here uh, at the zero-second mark. When you hit play on your remotes, you're going to see the 20th Century Fox logo. Rest in peace. Uh, but, yeah, we'll just go ahead and get it rolling. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say go, hit play on your remotes, everybody. All right, everybody. One, two, three. Tom Cruise is cool. Go. And we are rolling. 20th Century Fox. No, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, no longer exists. But uh, by the way, I've never seen so many people happy that uh, one of the most historic, um, you know, film uh, studios of all time closed. But you know, <laughs> X Men's in Marvel now. Uh, that justifies everything. Meanwhile, X Men has been completely shut down. <laughs> so it, well, it was all for nothing. You know, Disney. They'll do whatever they can. If they were able to get Spider-Man into it, they'll do whatever they'll yeah. do. So here we're opening up in the steel mill, this uh, Pennsylvania town. It's kind of like a suburb or a rural suburb, I guess, of Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, 
And, like, that's another thing, too. If you watch this movie, like, even if you, like, watch the Blu-rays of uh, this, Losing It, uh, The Outsiders, uh, Risky Business, I think this might be just about Tom's, like, uh, lowest budget feeling and looking movie for sure. Like, this is, like... But not, like... I think, but not by design. Like I think it's just because where they are. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the film, like like they're not using any like, you know, beautiful magic hour lighting and shit. Like this yeah. movie, like almost looks like a George Romero movie. It's got that very <laughs> naturalistic sunshine, you know, true true lighting look to it. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's it, it's kind of gritty in a way, and I think when you're doing one of these small scale dramas like this. Uh, I think it's the way to go, you know, way, way to make it look, whatever. But yeah, so it starts out, you see these two guys coming out of the steel mill. You don't know who they are. Uh, later on, put it in the context here in a second, that was actually Tom's dad and older brother. Mm-hmm. Now we get the, the slow kind of opening credits montage of uh, Tom waking up early. Very baby face. He got his childhood acne still. Um, <laughs> I was surprised when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... Like, you know me, like, I'm not crazy, crazy in the sports movies, but I like sports movies that have a lot more in them than just sports, than just about becoming good at sports. So this, and then uh, Vision Quest with Matthew Modine, which came out, like, a year or two. See, yeah, Tom getting out of the bed. You know it's a gritty movie when Tom gets out of bed and starts scratching his balls right on camera. <laughs> I love the shot, though, where he looks out of his, uh, you know, kind of just, like, pulls the blind open and lets some light in the room, but then he takes a second and looks out on the town. Man, this is, uh... This is a pure, you know, working class town, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's very gritty. It's it's very alternate. Which, I mean, I understand if you're born into, like, a town like that, you probably hate it. It's probably ugly and depressing to you. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I really like these working class stories. Um, uh, Reckless with, uh, what's his name, Aiden Quinn, made around the same time. Had that kind of similar look and feel. It, it, it translates well, you know... The city was actually called Ampipe. Yeah. So the city was actually named after the factory, too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. I thought that just the school was named after the factory. Yeah, the like factory. Like they sponsored it or something. The city. The, it's like, I think it's one of those things what they used to call company towns. Yeah. Like, like where the business started. And, like, at first they really, like, literally owned the whole town and shit. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't notice that. I just saw that on the plaque for the award right there. Yeah, but there's lots of... Uh, well, I wasn't really, they're not really called mountains in the Midwest, but really hills and stuff everywhere around. Damn, he makes me want to eat some cereal right now. I know, he's eating the Tom's eating shit. And you know, I, like, I, I lo- like, seriously, like, I can't sell it hard enough. I love the beginning of this movie. Like, the first five minutes of this movie, just showing the guys coming home from work. You know, they work all night. As Tom's getting ready for school, you know. Mm. And, like, on his way out, he meets his mom, his, uh, I was going to say mom and dad, but he's actually his dad and brother. And, uh, you know, these hilly, I, I don't know, I love neighborhoods and buildings that are, like, sloped on hills like that. There's something, like, so cinematic about it. But I love the beginning of this movie, because I swear to God, like, this is good filmmaking, which you don't see anymore, because they don't want to take the time to figure you'd be too bored now. But just this very simple opening of this movie, not how I was going to get a ride, 
uh, for school, you know, because he's on the football team. Everybody like likes the football guys and stuff. This guy's very pivotal to the movie. Yeah, and see, that's what I love about the beginning too is you don't even know who these people are at first, but they They're all just like average people. Yeah, and they all are like important to the story. And he's so nice to him that he knows who he is. He's like a hometown, you know, hero kind of guy because he's on the football team. Yeah, giving him a ride. He's being nice to him. Yeah, gets in the car full of kids, <sighs> and like what I was saying, like. Like, this very simple opening of this movie is, like, I swear, like, just this beginning part, like, you know so much about this movie already before the story even starts. Like, you know everything about this town kind of already, the look and feel of it, the type of people that live there, you know? Like... This school underneath a bridge. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm, if I'm not getting my facts mixed up, I'm pretty sure that they filmed in the school... Like, right after they closed it down. Mm. It was like the school... The, I don't know why. I didn't see any information about why. But the school had just, uh, you know, closed down like a year or two uh, before. Because it was like oh super God. old. Okay, so that's one thing about this movie. And you, they show it right off the bat with that conversation he just had. Yeah. This movie's like super sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all about There's fucking. like all kinds of like... And this kissing of theirs. Yeah. Like, it's like filled with all kinds of like overhyped teen sex tension <laughs> yeah t t tom's uh girlfriend in this movie is the the great leah thompson which like if you think she looks young in back to the future she looks like extra young in this movie she's um, got the great fair faucet hair she does she looks good but um but but yeah it's like uh he, you know when he first came in into his locker he was talking to his one buddy on the football team leon well, well leon's the actor's name i'm not sure what his name is in the movie but uh, a lot of people in some smaller roles in here. So here you meet his like main buddy, played by Chris Penn, who's like you don't know it right here, but he like Chris Penn is like kind of like the real star of the football team on defense. I think he plays linebacker. Is he the guy from Bill and Ted? No, that's that's a different guy. <laughs> no, yeah, that's Alex Winter. <laughs> when I first saw him the first time, I was gonna ask you that, but I was like, eh, no, he would be older. <laughs> yeah, I think by now, I don't know. Well, here's some more. Uh... Young, young it's fun, it's funny too though because like young skinny Crispin, like Footloose, uh, the wildlife, all the right moves. Crispin is way different than. Um, oh, that guy works at the school. Yeah, and if you notice, he's got like an old. They all kind of like a lot of guys laughing in the, high, in the thing, uh, hallway. But the, this older guy who's like kind of you know friendly with Tom. Um, I thought he was just the parents of the kids. Yeah, no, he actually works, like, at the school. Like, the, like you literally only see it because he's got the uh, apron on there. Yeah. But he's wearing his old high school football jacket that's all tattered and shit. Yeah. If you notice, the sleeve is all falling apart. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of subtleties in this movie that, uh, you know, you really almost got to give it a second look. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. And here's the the one scene in the movie, like, it seems really out of place, like, almost <laughs> like Porky's, like, Tom wants to go into the Porky's, cat, you know, thing here. He gets his buddy, apparently his buddy, his, his Italian buddy here, has, like, a talent of being able to get a big boner whenever he wants to. And they got them old school, like, uh, desks that you sit in at school and, like, it opens up and you can put your books and stuff inside the desk. It's one of those. So, like, the top opens up like a, you know, flip top. So this guy, like, makes the desk kind of push up the top of the desk with his boner. And then, like, there's, like, a girl who's, like, kind of looking, but not really. It's really Tom that's, like, fascinated by this boner. He's looking the most. <laughs> he loves it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was kind of out of place. Yeah. 
But it, but it, it kind of adds some depth to the character because you don't think this boner guy is like gonna um, and like he does look like Richard Stabone from uh, <laughs> uh what was that uh, Growing Pains, but uh, he's, he's trying got, to tell him the teacher's coming. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson, who's the football coach, he's also you know the coach of this typing class. The typing. Class. Yeah, he's about to come and see this guy's big boner pushing his desk up. So Tom has to slap the desk down real quick. What crutches this guy's boner and like kills him. <laughs> so weird. There's a lot, there's like a lot of boner hijinks in the early '80s movies. Like uh, Mickey Rourke uh, stuck his dick in a popcorn bucket uh, in diner, and then you have this. There's and, and Porky's obviously there was always the uh, the guy sticks his dick through the the people and the the ladies. Uh, Jim Coach grabbed it. Here's here Tom. Hanging out with the boner guy again. Like, everything's kind of all good. You know, this movie, um... So, like, they're joking around, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, the conversation gets, like, serious, because... Yeah. It's that time of the year where, you know, they're gonna graduate, and they're football players, so they, you know, their big concern right now is getting recruited for schools. Right. But I liked how, like... That's one thing I really liked about this movie was that, like, there's all this, like, raunchy sex, teen, teen sex shenanigans going on. But then, like, there's also the serious side of these kids are actually, like, concerned for their futures and right. getting out of this town and trying to, you know, make a life for themselves. Like, that, I don't know, like, to me, I feel like that's not really something that's, like done much anymore now it's just about the shenanigans yeah like i don't know like it 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 impressed me how how much his character cares about what happens to him you know like yeah it's not that thing where he's living the you know high school football hero dream and that's all he cares about and that's all that matters to him you know like then, in, you know, it's not like later in the story he's like, oh, you know, depressed because he's going to be a nothing out of high school, you know? Yeah. Once his football career is over in high school. It's like he actually cared about becoming something and learning and getting educated on something. And I, that that thing of how they joke around and then talk about serious stuff, <clears throat> like that happens through the whole movie and I really like that. Yeah, the the movie, you know, All the Right Moves is really about, you know, like, and that's why I really like it as a you know, older person now, looking back on it, is uh, it's all about those, those times where you make those, it's like, and there's a few different times in your life, really, but, you know, this is kind of like the earliest part in your life where your decisions really matter and can affect, like, what you do for the rest of your life, you and know what I mean? that's the conversation they're having right now that he's saying, you know, yeah. my whole family's worked in those factories, I want to do something more than that. Yeah. And I like the line, I don't know, I can't remember when he says it, but I like, I didn't notice if he said it in this conversation, but I like how he says they've been, you know, doing the, making the steel, I want to do something with it after it's made. He says something like that somewhere in the movie, and, like, yeah. I'm just like, that's, the, that's like, really cool. Like, yeah, because he, he wants to be an engineer, so yeah. he wants to design the buildings, yeah. you know, using the metal. Yeah. And that, that was a great cameo there. That's what I mean, this is an all-star cast, really, because, like, him and Leah Thompson are just eating lunch in, the, like, this darkened uh, school auditorium, you know, they're probably not supposed to be in there. And the teacher uh, burst in, hey, is somebody in here? And it was Dick Miller, the legendary Dick Miller, which I can't believe they flew him all the way out. It must have been, like, 
you know, the producer or director knew him personally. Mm-hmm. Legendary Dick Miller. Uh, always great character actor and stuff. But it, but it's like, usually you see him just pop up in a million movies shot in L.A., but, like, they really flew him across country to have him pop out <laughs> for one second. So we learned that he got into USC. The... Yeah, Chris Penn. That's that, that's why I say he's you know there's a couple of guys that are getting offers around this time but I think he's probably the best one on the team because you know USC's like out of all the schools they mentioned it's like the biggest powerhouse even back then they even mentioned Cal Poly later on though. yeah oh look at Tom Cruise getting yeah, yeah. oh yeah here's the real hairy guy there's one real hairy guy on the team oh my like gosh. hairy chest why is he looking even down at his crotch his, I know even the size of his arms here. But it's like the, the the scene in the movie where, it's, you know, it's still early. Like, the movie gets more serious as it goes on, but it's all kind of like playing grab ass. He's trying to teach him how to dance. Yeah, Leon's trying to teach Tom how to dance. Tom's really getting into it. You They're can, having the time of their lives. Like, you, like, when you see Tom dance all dorky now, he kind of has the same look on his face. He even says, not bad for a white boy. Yeah. And this scene goes on and on with these guys <laughs> dancing and dancing. Everybody dancing up on the trainer table everything. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, right before this started happening, like, you know, they were talking about him getting in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just got to keep my my fantastic 2.0, you know, GPA. Of, like, they, they're, they like, saying these things that are, like, real serious. And, like, then they just start partying out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and here the coach is trying to get in on it, too. Yeah, Craig T wants to bust the move. But he th- they all think he's going to ream them out. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of working class, holy shit, this locker room is fucking trashy, man. It's, just, it's like literally just hooks on the wall and that's it. No lockers to put your shit in. No, not everybody just throw your clothes on the floor pretty much. And Craig T. Kind of got a Craig T. thing going on last month. We did Poltergeist and we were blown away by his performance. <laughs> Not as much of a uh, scene-stealing performance from Craig T this time around, but he's really fucking good. Yeah, he really still, like, was a standout because of, like, the role he plays in this movie. Yeah. And, like, that's what I mean. Like, when you watch this movie, like, if you were watching this for the first time, uh, like, the other other day or whatever, the way you were. Yeah. Like, when you're getting to this point, you're just like, okay, like, you know, you think you know what the movie's gonna be, kind of? It's like all these, like, poor, kind of working-class kids, they're trying to, their dreams of football helping them go to college and then Craig T is a small town nothing football coach and wants to turn them into winners like you think you know where the story is going but it just ends up going in like a completely different direction and I think that's what not only makes this movie unique but also makes it like more realistic because this movie is actually more uh about you know the way people's like their dreams and their their athletic dreams or football dreams kind of go by the wayside more than the, they come true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was really. I think it really addressed that whole situation. You know, of college recruitment and mm-hmm. young athletes and what they go through. I mean, maybe it's not exactly the same like this now. It might even be worse. Who knows? Because now yeah. there's a lot of money involved with like colleges and stuff on the colleges end when they get popular with good players and all that so i mean yeah i don't know like but i I thought it was a good story to show like what the kids go through in those situations and the pressure yeah like just to you know even before you get to college to get a chance to either make it or not and even and even like the perspective of the other kids around them who aren't football players like 
in that conversation he was having with the girlfriend. Like, the girl was kind of like, oh, like, she was sad because he wanted to leave so bad. Yeah. But then later on, you kind of realize, like, oh, it's because she's, you know, wants to study music and, you know, nobody's offering, throwing money at her to, like, study music. Nobody's kissing her ass being like, oh, come to school. It's like, like, they don't care, you know, about anything for football players in terms of grades and stuff as long as they keep it at a 2.0, but for everybody else, you gotta have all these high standards. You'd have to have, like, a 4.0 and be really outstanding at at a certain instrument to get a music scholarship. Whereas, like, football, it's like, yeah, you gotta be good on the football field, but you can do the bare minimum schoolwork, you know? yeah. Which is true, that's how it is. And also, also too, like, this movie really rings true to me. Because uh, we, we, we had, like, a, we, we had a good football team at the school I went to, but we had one standout uh, player, running back. He was actually even Mr. Indiana in football. Mm-hmm. And, like, a big deal. He went to Ball State, and he just, like, completely, like, washed out within, like, probably a semester or two. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't prepared academically or, you know, to handle the pressure or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, I really, you know, I, re- I really, I really like this movie because it throws in all the shades in the gray of uh, the experience. So, like, in that conversation, his, the coach's wife just came up. And even they have the aspirations of him trying to get the promotion to yeah. a college because even he wants to get out yeah, of Yeah, even the coach <laughs> wants to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm sure it's a huge pay grade to go from yeah a high school coach to a teacher. Because, like, that's how my my school was, too, is, like, the football coaches, the basketball coaches, not so much. They were kind of, like, more, the basketball coaches and other sports coaches, they were more real teachers who coached yeah. to make extra money. Yeah. But the football coach, man, like, he was a football coach, and then he taught gym. It's like, come on. It's like, you know what I mean? He wasn't a real yeah. teacher. And he was a dick, too. But, um, like I said, all-star cast, even in these tiny roles, we get Terry uh, Terry Quinn, Terry O'Quinn, <laughs> uh, famous guy. A couple years after this, got famous in horror movies, playing the stepfather. Mm-hmm. He's here. He's uh, trying to recruit Tom to his small school, uh, pretty much guaranteeing him a spot. And, like, uh, Tom's kind of cocky. Um, but I do like this scene though, other than just showing Tom being cocky, he's really just being cocky, not even because he's like so arrogant. He's just more cocky because he doesn't want to go to that school really. Yeah. Whereas his dad and brother are sitting there being like, you can tell their reactions. They're kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, this, this kid's like shitting on this opportunity. But, uh, I do like the scene cause, uh, Tom says, you know, the guy's kind of like blowing smoke up Tom's ass about how good of a football player he is, and Tom knows he ain't that good. He's like, you know, the NFL ain't calling for a five foot ten white cornerback uh, or yeah. whatever. And, you know, he's telling him, like, you know, I want to use, he's like, but I know I'm good enough to play college football, so I want to use football to get my engineering degree. So. But right- then here, this coach, that's like the part that's going to piss me off later on, is he says, if things fall through for you, you've got a place with me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and we find out later. Yeah, <laughs> it says I'm going to get a good scholarship. Don't worry. And his older brother says they're not beating down the door. Uh. And Tom Tom's waiting for the Walnut Walnut Heights game to come because it's a big hyped up game. Everybody, all the scouts are going to be in there, so he thinks he's going to get even you know bigger offers or whatever. Yeah. But but right off the bat, just the fact that Tom really is only wanting to you know go to college. 
uh, play football in college just so he can get a degree. Like I said, like that's what's unique about this movie. You don't see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Now here we get like a crazy scene up on a cliff. Super sexy. Super sexual. <laughs> There's two sex scenes pretty much. Well, this is not really a sex scene because they don't have sex, but they, they make out and like Tom Finger bangs uh, Leah Thompson here. And then we're talking like close up. Yeah, that was one thing like I thought was strange. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they're the shots of them fiddling, I, fiddling around. I mean, so close. I mean, the sex scenes between Tom and Leah Thompson in this this movie, like, I don't know, like how, like, you know, like I understand, like in a lot of movies, you see the sex scenes, and it's kind of like, yeah, you see how you could be fake, and you're not really that close. But this scene, this scene, like, Tom's putting his hand, like, straight down the front of her pants. Like, there's no room for error there. His hand is really there, you know what I mean? You could see she's already kind of not wanting to... Yeah. And you could tell, like, the the type of character she is, is, like, she just doesn't want to get knocked up and be, you know... And then Tom's like, here, grab my dick. <laughs> it's just, like... It's like, uh, you know, you get worried, too, that they're, they're actually going to bump the car and have it roll off that cliff and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. hit, hit out of park. Yeah, he's, like, doing serious finger bang, And, like, I'm thinking it's the second sex scene between them because they get more naked. But there's, like, a a weird controversy about this movie that they, they like, resume some shots to, to not show Leah Thompson's um, uh, bush, I guess. I guess you could see her bush in, like, some of the versions, like, the original version. Um, you do, Like, uh, you can't see it on the Blu-ray. I don't know if it was there on the DVD or maybe it was all the way back to VHS to see the bush, but... This is technically the non-Bush version, um, <laughs> okay. but uh, I don't really care because because you see, I mean you see a lot of other stuff. like it's not like sanitized like it's not like it really got censored censored it just. What I mean, they show her upper half of her body. Yeah, you see her breasts real good and everything, and uh, there's a, a line and screen with the I think right before they go to the video store where um, the one character says like. She wants to rent all the right moves because if you pause at the right place, you can see Tom's dick. Oh, God. Yeah. Jeez. So, I mean, this is very, uh, I guess not for the time, but compared to what you see now, this was a very sexually explicit movie. You know what I mean? I mean, it was to me now. Because mm. <laughs> I was, like, sitting here like, geez, like, are we actually going to see some contact here and, like, insertion? <laughs> it's just like... I was, it just it was just really how close they were shooting the shots. I was like, sheesh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like I really don't know how to put it in a context, but oh yeah, here's the best part where she drives. Like they're on a cliff. It's not a street. It's a cliff with like mud and grass, like and no guardrail. Like they're just literally driving down the cliff, like where they're parked. It's so crazy. <laughs> but um, it's weird now that like. We think that, like, you know, shit has really become explicit. Like, you know, we see all our pop stars, like, being naked and shit and doing all this. And, like, everybody's so, like, sexually uh, liberated and stuff. And people have the power to do whatever they want sexually. But it's, like, if you go back to the 80s, man, like, in the movies and stuff, like, shit was, like, way more sexual, I think. This is, like, another scene. And, like... I have to say, Craig T's kind of like a dick coach because, like, he's oh yeah, he slaps the players' helmets. He grabs their face bags, pulling like he's got to be stringing the shit out of these kids' necks and shit. Like, he's too rough. Like, I get he wants to make this point, but like the other coaches like aren't dicks. And it's always weird how he's out there with the golf club. Like, I thought that was an odd touch. It's his thing. 
Yeah. Does he like when he gets really pissed? Does he start beating him with the golf club? <laughs> Wait, he hits people's legs with them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get what that's about. Yeah, go for it. Now this is very important because Tom, you know, as a cornerback, you know, he's trying to like block the reception of the pass from the receiver, and he basically just takes the guy out. And uh, it's very crucial here. Craig T tells him. Like, you know, you go for the ball, not the man. If that was in a game, that would be a penalty. Yeah. And that's like foreshadowing of a big fuck-up Tom has come on during the game. Yeah. I like this part because you can see how hyped all those guys are getting. Yeah. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> I mean, don't if you're, you know, if you're as young as these guys were, like, I think a lot of these guys were legit, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. Yeah. There's a few older guys kind of standing in the background, but, like, at that age, I think that'd be a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> whether some of these guys had experience or not, I don't know, yeah. of playing football. I'm sure they probably did. Look, Tom's getting all... <laughs> yeah, Tom. Getting all <laughs> <out>. <laughs> but But I mean, it'd be fun to put the pads on and just scrimmage and run through the plays, you know? I'm sure they shot a lot of the practice stuff. It's just, I think this is one thing, too, that reminded me of, like... You know, it's not okay for boys to act like this now. And, like, I mean, I love seeing how, like, riled up they were getting. How, like, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like know, rabid like, dogs. I mean, no, I don't like that. I don't know. That's one thing I don't like when people compare. I mean, it's mostly sports commentators or analysts or whatever when they refer to the athletes as dogs and all that. But I just, I mean, they're just men that are, like, or like I guess in this case, young men that are just getting all riled up and getting, like, macho, you know? It's yeah. like, you gotta win, you know? That's, I don't know, I like that, but now it's like, that's not allowed, it's not okay, you get you get flags for dancing around when you make a touchdown, it's just so stupid, <laughs> like... Yeah. And then they wonder why, <clears throat> you know, men have such aggression in, you know, situations where they shouldn't. It's just like, because they don't have an outlet. Like, nobody lets them be men. Nobody lets them be boys, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, I just like seeing that, you know, it was actually okay back then to act like that. And, you know. Now, this is... Yeah. Now, this scene is really, like, the turning point of the movie. Like, we had the kind of, like, the sexual tension, the frustrating, the arguing between uh, Tom and Leah Thompson over whether or not they're going to have sex. But, I mean, that wasn't, like, too heavy. But this is the scene where the movie takes a turn of being, like, permanently kind of serious. Because, yeah. like, it's like the pep rally. You think, oh, it's going to be all some rah, rah, rah bullshit. You know, you got all the cheerleaders. You got the band playing. Oh, I just noticed that girl is a cheerleader. The, I guess it's... Is he the quarterback? The Chris Pank guy? No, he's, he's like the linebacker. Well, I just noticed that his girlfriend is the, like, was the cheerleader in the front. Yeah. Like, I noticed her, like, throughout the rest of the movie, but, uh, yeah, I didn't even realize she was the cheerleader. But, uh, yeah, here's the one guy. I'm, bl- I'm blanking on his name. What I'm, is he? Like, why is he in a suit now? Who is he? <laughs> I mean, he just works at the school. I mean, he's clearly a, a former football hero, though. Like, they never come out and say it, you know? But he's he's kind of like the loser guy who, like, couldn't get past his <laughs> past glory, you know? Because, like, all his little dweeb buddies look up him, too, you know? Yeah. And I and I and like you know he's kind of given the like make and pipe uh, great again football great again speech you know because yeah. he's talking about yeah we were great back in the day and now we're getting back so I mean it's obvious that this you know this this team this town hasn't had much and you know they put a lot of stock into the the local uh, high school football game 
And when you can see the what the culture is like in the area that they're very dedicated to those steel worker, yeah, that steel worker, you know, community there, because everything is for them. Everybody's, you know, yeah, and it's it's like tough. Like you know, you, even when you know all the jobs were there or whatever, it's still tough work. It's yeah, Tom's coming to the pep rally late, which I always I always wondered like where he was or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, Chris Penn pulls him aside and they go talk. This is actually one of my favorite scenes right here. Uh, him and Chris Penn talking. This is where it gets serious. And you know, he just comes out and tells Tom that, you know, hey, I got my girlfriend pregnant and all that. And then, like, Tom is really, like, more in shock than Chris Penn is, it seems like. Yeah. Like, like he's just like, you know, they talk about, well, she, is your girlfriend going to have an abortion and all this? And, you know, Chris Penn's like, no, you know, she ain't going to go for that. And he's like, well, you, you can still go to school, you know, USC. Because you can tell Tom really wants his friend yeah. to go to USC and become a big football player, you know. Because, I mean, USC, I mean, everybody. It's just one of those schools, like, everybody, like, you know, from the best guy on the team to the, you know, guys that just occasionally play. Like, you're all going to get scouted there, you know, yeah. for the pros playing for USC. But, uh, yeah. And I just, like, like I love how they go in this little, like, side hallway kind of thing and the just the shots and you know it's just it's just a great juxtaposition because they're having this quiet serious conversation and meanwhile the whole rest of the school like really the rest of the town is actually because like all the town people are there too are going batshit into this uh pep rally yeah because they're having the players announced yeah and then then they announce uh yeah his name's brian riley chris penn's a character he has to go out now and give this speech about how they're going to you know, beat Walnut Heights and all this kind of shit, you know, after just, like, confronting us, and Tom's still in shock, it just, I don't know, like, the way that scene was set up, I think it's brilliant. Because he had this dream of them leaving that town together. Yeah, he wanted them both to to leave and make it. And now it's all... Yeah. It's all over. And, like, Chris Penn comes out and gives a speech, you know, we're going to win, we're going to win, you know... It's obviously like he doesn't give a shit. Anymore. Yeah, well, it's just like <laughs> awkward, and he's he's got a lot internally going on. I just think it's a great piece of acting. I mean, Chris Penn is a hell of an actor, and I really don't know like what went wrong or whatever. Um, I'm assuming he had some type of drug issue. I mean, he died pretty young, unless it was just a straight up heart attack. But uh, yeah, just a, a waste. I mean, a very different actor than his brother Sean, but. Very good in his own right. And I love this shot here. Tom just stunned back in the hallway. The confetti's like raining down. It's like a little bit in slow motion. Just great. I, like, that's what I love about this movie. It's just like simple story, but the emotion, it holds the emotion like so well. And it's just crazy that like you swear it's happening to him, you know? You're, yeah. like, you swear like his girlfriend is the one that yeah. got pregnant. I'm like, I mean, Chris Pan was was sad about it and down you could tell it's affecting yeah. him but like it's just crazy how much like it's affecting tom's character yeah and that's what i mean it's like and some you know other things happen and we'll get to it as it happens in the movie but yeah crispin's crying on the bus like hey, he, man like i've been like they're putting the lyrics up with the subtitles on of the song and it's like all the songs are like all about this movie and yeah, what the yeah. characters are going through. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're all original songs for the movie. But um, like the scene when they were in the car like making out or whatever, like even that last chance at love and all this stuff because yeah. it's like they know they're going to be separated or whatever when they graduate. 
Yeah, it, it's like the the atmosphere on the bus for the team rolling into Walnut uh, Hills is just like it's kind of like very, uh, you know, downbeat. Just everybody just looking out. You know, rain always raining in this movie pretty much. <laughs> the lyrics on this one, the last stand on this one too. Like they're all yeah. the lit song. The lyrics of the song are all about what they're experiencing. Yeah, and they roll into the. Uh, the opposing team's school and like they're just in disbelief it's such a big modern school they walk into the locker room they're blown <laughs> away by it like what you said this is what a real rock locker room looks like yeah it's kind of similar to uh, the locker room in my school how it looked <laughs> and they carry the old ball, ball from when you know old crumpled up football from last time the team was state champs or whatever mm-hmm. I just thought this is interesting. Uh, Tom, uh, I think they show him later. Tom always wears a cross on a chain, and yeah. like he has to actually tape it down yeah. for when he plays, so it's not all bouncing around and shit. Yeah, here it is when he tapes the cross down. Mm-hmm. And then the boner guy, he gets like. It's crazy because everybody's got millions of tape rolls and he's all mad. Somebody took my tape roll and he wants to fight and shit. Like, just the tension. We found out more with his character, uh, Vucci. I think that's short. I think his name's like Stavucci or something like that. But uh, we find out more the kind of why he's so high strung and shit later on. But, like, everybody's got, you know, even the minor characters in this movie have, like, uh, internal tension going on. Like, there's a lot of, you know, they're not able to really enjoy this uh, high school football experience the way they should. I'm, like, getting all into the movie again. (laughs) Like, I'm just watching it, it, like, what's gonna happen? (laughs) And, you know, I mean... I I just, I'm watching their emotions on their face without, like, without the sound. And it's just, like, just being able to watch their expressions and, like, how their, their physical reactions to things. Like, how he was just banging his head on there. It's just, like... It's interesting, even without the sound. <laughs> I mean, the movie definitely, you know, it milks everything that it can in a good way. The way you want to, you know, it takes the time to focus on the story and the character's emotion. I that, like the speech he gives them. Yeah. It's a pretty good motivational speech by uh, Craig T. And he says it like it is, like... Yeah. can't remember the words that he says but he brings up their race and like that's all they see us as yeah he he talks about you know like like he basically plays up the angle like you know they all think we're like poor trash you know they call us the the Polacks and the wops and the niggers and all this kind of shit but you know he's like he's like that's what you guys are that's what I am that's what basically we are together you know what I mean It, it just like you know a unifying thing um, and you know he like he is a good coach as much as he's a hard ass or whatever like I, I do find him genuine in that he believes in the players you know what I mean yeah yeah he just seems like he's just a tough coach kind of guy yeah but um it was one thing that we were talking about when we were first watching this was how all the people like all the guys on the team like they're so normal looking like yeah. just normal looking guys with like zits and like yeah you know like uh 
just not what you would see now where everybody's all like hunky or baby faced or like <laughs> yeah you can tell the difference when you get like real guys to flesh out a movie like this and then when you just cast all hollywood people to like you yeah. know like there is a difference and um for the like i said for the gritty approach that this movie was taking i i, I think obviously they did it the right way because it's weird because you think like how could a movie how could a movie not be glossy and bullshit that stars tom cruise but that that's what I you know like about uh, Tom's early stuff like this and his role in The Outsiders and even in losing it even though he plays a clean cut kid in that he's still very uh, you know down to earth and uh, I think Tom you know because he's one of the biggest box office global stars of all time and whatnot I think it gets really lost how good his early career really was in terms of playing his young you know, roles. Um, and, like, they're, they're really, like, diverse, too, because, like, because I'm only watching the movies before the 90, 1990, like, I was looking up the titles that he has because there's a handful, and, like, just, I was kind of reading short descriptions of what they were, mm. and I was like, what the heck? Like, there's so many weird things, like that yeah. legend or whatever it is, yeah. like that weird sci-fi one. I'm like, what? He was in a movie like that? <laughs> like, it just seems so weird. And then, then yeah, like, all the other... Well, it seems like he started playing, like, older roles, too, kind of right away. Like, yeah, he did. Like, like he never went through that period where, like, okay, Tom, you played your high school roles. Yeah. Now you're going to play college roles for five yeah. or six years. Nah, he just went, because he was too hot. Like, like he, he went from, like, high school, and then he was, like, a 21-year-old that could have a bar job. <laughs> like, well, it, it, was, it was really, like, even though he was still in his mid-20s or whatever, he went from his high school roles... To Top Gun, and then once he did Top Gun, that was it. Your leading man status. There ain't no leading man in college. Like you're yeah. playing grown up, you know. Yeah. So that's when he started doing, uh, you know, Color Money and um, shit. I'm blanking the the other really big m- movie that he did. Well, well, he did Cocktail too. But he he, he kind of played the shifty, lays about guys for a couple years too, and then he then all of a sudden he was like in stuff like The Firm, you know. Uh, playing lawyers and shit and race car drivers and all that. <laughs> but I really like Tom's early stuff because, yeah, he, like... I don't know. It, it's so weird because when you see him in his big star vehicles, it's like he's basically just playing Tom Cruise. And I, I didn't even like Tom in the 90s at all because I, I went to see all these movies. And, and not that they were bad, bad movies or anything, but I kind of was always getting the same thing out of him. And I was like, oh, this guy can't act. And, you know, just like everybody else, you know. I hadn't watched his older movies in a long time, but it wasn't probably like the early 2000s, just going back and uh, either through Netflix or maybe when I worked at the video store, like I rediscovered all his old shit, like this movie and uh, losing it and whatever. And I'm just like, damn, I like, I really like Young Tom, you know? Yeah, he did Risky Business, Color of Money, Rain Man. Yeah, Rain Man was another one where he was probably like 26, but he was... Playing a role that was clearly written for a 40-year-old man. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dustin Hoffman's supposed to be his brother, and he's, like, fucking yeah. 30 years older than him. But, uh, yeah. But I really I really do like his his early stuff. And, and I think the thing that's surprising is a lot of his early performances are very nuanced. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even think that's really even Tom's fault later on, like, he's such a bad actor. I think it's just... What the studios wanted, what the producers wanted, what the directors wanted was something different. He, you know, he gave it to them. 
This I thought this part the part of the game was actually really good. Like yeah, they had to go by fast. Like, yeah, they didn't make like the whole movie just football tension like no. <laughs> and keep it dragging on. But it was still like pretty. There was still a lot of tension, even though it was like short. Yeah, Tom just uh, caught an interception, ran it back for a TD, which kind of kind of breathed. Uh, Tom kind of breathed. Uh, you know, see, here you see the coach embracing him and stuff. But it's like Tom kind of breathed new life into the team because like they yeah. were they were down and had no life, and as soon as Tom gets his touchdown, it starts pouring rain, and then this is where the game's going to turn really ugly. You know what I mean? But see, that's the thing how we're talking about storytelling, like that it's not just about the sports part aspect of the movie. Like, there, I think the reason why it worked to have a shorter kind of football scene here, yeah. like game situation scene here. For like to you know for us to understand what happens in the whole game, is that we already know the setup of the story and how important this game is. Right. Yeah. Because we know. we're you know we already know their the recruiters are there. All of the boys are relying on this game for them to be seen and like so it's like the, all that was set up before the game even happened. So you don't need to sit here and watch like yeah <laughs> you know pretty much half of a game a whole game in the time of a real half game you know so it's like well exactly and like you know as a director and i guess probably the writer too maybe uh you could have just had like the game be 30 minutes out of the movie because it is the this is this actually is it's really the first and the last football game we saw the practices and stuff but this is actually the only game that's portrayed in the movie but uh instead of just making the game part like it is his big yep tom fucked up he pass interference. He just grabbed the guy's back of his shoulders and rode him into the ground. Mm-hmm. And then Tom gets really out of line, you know, accusing the ref of being biased or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but instead, the director he chose to show them, you know, the bus ride coming in, he the pep rally, of course, and, and then also the scene, then the locker room, every the tension, like. So like you said, like before before they even kicked off the game, we knew what was on the line here. Oh, here, look, they have those stickers on their helmets, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got the stickers on their helmets. I didn't notice that. Which, which, I mean, granted, I don't know much about high school football, but, I, I mean, you always see that in college, but I didn't know high school guys did the sticker I thing, too. I never saw that when I was yeah. watching the games all the time. <laughs> it's just a pride thing, you know, to mark plays that you've made or whatever. But it, it it's kind of interesting too because the way they phrase it, you know, his girlfriend is uh, not just his like girlfriend in the stands or whatever. She's in the band, so like she's always there playing. So we get to see her, yeah. you know, being part of everything. When the cheerleader girlfriend too. Yeah. I actually was in both of those positions. You were in band too. <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, I did it instead of PE for for my freshman and sophomore years. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just played the tambourine. Just tambourine? <laughs> yeah. Did you actually, like, practice and have sheet music and shit? No. I tried the flute for a little bit during that time, but that was hard, man. Flutes are hard to play. <laughs> like, you have to breathe into them. Yeah, I was right. going to say, you got to blow across that little hole. So Yeah, it's weird. I could hard, hardly ever get a sound out of them. It might have been because I had some cheapy one from, like, JCPenney or something, too. But, yeah, yeah. like, I had a hard time with that. Here you yeah, have, because it's so muddy and shit, Stavucci fumbles the uh, ball. And then he pretty much uh, 
takes the blame for the loss. No time left. The Knights win, which that's the other team. That was so, like, well, because, I mean, you know, I'd never seen this before. Like, that yeah. was so heart-wrenching. <laughs> yeah, when he dropped the ball. Uh, well, really, it was like, when it, once it started raining, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And Stavucci, like, the look on his face there. A lot of great yeah. slow-mo, like, the looks on people's faces and uh, shit. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure that's how, ag- ag- you know, agonizing that feels at that time. Yeah. Then afterwards, they're on the locker room. It was so quiet. Like, the scene was so sad. Covered in mud. Not only that, but you could just tell everybody's so physically exhausted. It's 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 really that moment that's hard with sports when you combine... You know, the physical exhaustion is one thing, but then when you combine it with the emotional exhaustion, yeah. Especially with a loss. Yeah, a loss like that. Ah, yeah, yeah, these poor kids. Yeah. Salvucci, Salvucci, that was his full name, yeah. I was gonna say that, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Yeah, he's just crying. He's balling. Uh, I mean, he was he was crying as soon as the fumble happened, pretty much. Yeah. Was it his fault? Yeah, huh? I mean, technically he fumbled, but fuck, man, that shit was so slippery. Yeah. It wasn't even so much that he fumbled, it was just he never had, like, possession of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like everybody's so mean to him. I know. Yeah, Craig T. Uh, he goes off, or like he's crying his eyes out, and he's he's telling him, you know, why don't you have a real cry? You know, and he's screaming mm. at him for choking. You, you quit on me. You quit. And that's that's kind of uh, Craig T.'s shitty thing is whenever somebody fucks up, he always says, "You quit. You quit." Uh, like it's like really kind of shitty over top. I like this part when Tom Cruise is like, "No, fuck you, dude." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom says, Salvici didn't quit. None of us quit. You know, we beat those guys up. And, you know, he's got, he's trying to rally, you know. Yeah. You know, we beat them so hard, played them so hard. We got nothing to be ashamed of. And he says, it was just a fluke. And then Craig T's like, no, you, you, you suck. You know, he just totally, I don't know. Like, I think that that's what makes this thing interesting, too, is, like, Tom does stand up against the coach here when, you know, probably would have been in his best interest to stay quiet but i appreciate that he stood up for his teammate and his friend you know what i mean but i think it's because he has that perspective that football isn't life yeah you know he's able to see the effort that they still put in because you know there's other things that are more important than the game yeah now craig t starts in on tom about his past interference call yeah. saying you cost us the game too I'm rubbing it in yeah and that is where tom just gets really uh you know saying well if you would have done this then we would have won the game we didn't quit you quit yeah and then just like that like i mean it's not like he it's, i don't think tom is like that out of line I mean, other than if you just you really just believe you should never say anything back to the coach, but yeah. it wasn't like he cussed him or called him a name, and just like that, Craig T kicks him off the game, off the team. I mean, he was in the wrong, like you know, talking back to him like that, but I don't think it warranted getting kicked off the team. No, I like this part too. He's yeah. like, I'm with you, man. Yeah, fuck this shit. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Somebody left their stupid sign about beating the bulldog, which is Thompson. He kicks that shit out of the way. You don't take that shit. 
I felt this scene was so realistic too, where Tom was like just the look he has on his face when he's going to walk in the bus, and the coach is a dick and like, no, you're off the team, you can't ride in the bus. Oh yeah, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. It's like such a dick move to kick the guy off the team, and then be like your last high school game ever, maybe your last football game ever. You can't even ride back with your friends. Ride with the cheerleaders. Yeah, ride with the band and the cheerleaders. We're still part of the team. (laughs) Then Leah Thompson comes out, you know, trying to get him to come on the bus. But Tom just wants to disappear, even though he's like miles and miles away from home. You know what I mean? He's like, fuck it. He gets a ride in the back of somebody. Keep in mind, it's pouring rain. He gets a, a ride in the back of somebody's truck, drinking beer, all soaking wet and shit. And like I said, like this is why I think this movie's good too. Just this sequence of him hitchhiking home and then the misadventure he's going to get into <laughs> in a little bit and shit. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I think it's pretty realistic. I said we because I used to be a cheerleader. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> well, how how would they do that? Did it, like, did they have two different buses? I mean, they had to because the yeah. football team took up so much. Yeah. Would the actual players all? fit on one bus by themselves mm, i'm not sure i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, i think so i never saw them with two that i can remember but yeah i don't know and i think the band had their own too yeah they probably would have i mean there's a lot of equipment to lug around too yeah i don't know if they would shove the equipment on the bus or yeah. take it separate or what oh so here you see how seriously the adults take the games yeah. too. <laughs> Because it's like the local watering hole where everybody is after the game, voicing their disappointment. Some stupid drunk uh, mouths off to uh, Tom's dad. Tom's dad punches him right in the fucking the, face. The brother's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see Tom at a gas station? He's trying to hitch a ride. Why did they just leave him? <laughs> I just think the guy, whoever he hitched a ride with was only going so far and you know, took him as far as he could. Tom got these beers, like, everywhere. He's got them in his pockets, everything. He's getting drunk. Yeah. Which I would, too. I mean, if, it, if it's cold as fuck, I like to trust me, it does help to drink. You, you won't feel it as much. I love how, finally, the, the, the one slob guy uh, that works at the school, when he picks him up, the car full of guys, like, Tom just fell into that back seat. He's like, woo! <laughs> so they were at that bar, and then they yeah. left. Yeah. Now they're giving Tom even more liquid courage, passing him the flask and shit. <laughs> and and Tom has no idea. He just like got into the car because you know he knew the guys. Whatever. Well, he would have gotten anybody's car. He was actually hitchhiking, but mm. you know, obviously he knows these guys. They're going to give him a ride home and shit. It's going to be okay. But then he finds out that they're uh, they're actually stopping at the coach's house and they're going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And first Tom's like, "Oh, holy shit! You know, I'm just going to stay here." And then the slob guy's like, "Come on, you gotta you gotta go. You gotta come." I would have just stayed in the car if I was him. Yeah, I would have stayed in too. I'd have been like, holy shit. Like, especially if you had any intention to try to get back on the team. Like, nah. But, you know, Tom's drunk now. Yeah. So Tom grabs the garbage bag and he throws the trash, the, kicks the ruffles bag and shit. And then uh, Craig T and his wife, they start. Oh, see, here. I should have had a rifleman hold on to the ball. Yeah. He's admitting that he, he knew what Tom said was right. Yep. And he still kicked him off the team. His pride, he's like, who cares? Respect my authority. I'm Craig T. Nelson, the football coach. But these guys really go overboard with the vandalism of Craig T.'s house because they spray paint it, that he's a choker. They spray paint his cars. I mean, this is like, 
thousands and thousands of dollars of uh, slashing mm-hmm. tires. This is thousands of dollars of damage. This even Tom was like, "Hey, you're going too far, man." And he's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> even he knows that shit's. And the big fat bully guy that. pushes Tom down. Tom tried. They even uh, kill. Yeah, this is fucked up. I can't. Wait. Like, is this like some uh, Pennsylvania voodoo or what? <laughs> like, they fucking slit this chicken's throat. And then they hung it on, they made a tiny noose for a chicken and hung it on the porch. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Uh, he sees him. Yeah, Craig, uh, Craig T sees uh, Tom. just leave him. Yeah, Tom's trying to get back in the car. They're pulling off and uh, shit. And this is a funny shot, too, where Tom just, like, <laughs> runs into the fucking hills. Like, you don't even know where he's at. For sale. Yeah. Loser, get out. Choke. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. So terrible. It was overboard. And then, like, we cut to, like, Monday at school, football practice. Tom is going. And he's going to try to play it real cool, you know? Like, oh, maybe the coach didn't know it was me or something. He tries to uh, go up to Craig T and get back on the team. And Craig T's like, like, no, you made your choice. I'm a hard ass, blah, blah, blah. Which, um... I guess it was probably pretty late in the season, but I was curious how many... You know, I think they only had like one or two more games left at this point. Yeah, so it's pretty much the end of the season. Yeah. But I, I think, think there's one more game left. Yeah. Because it's the last home game. Yeah. But when I say this movie's so good, because like, even the way Tom is like acting here... Like, he's not just as an actor, like, acting the scene out. Like, the way he's being nervous and looking down at the ground and shit. It really is the way, like, a 17-year-old kid would, mm-hmm. would, would talk to the coach. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they really got the dynamic down. He just walked away from him when he was talking. Yeah. And trying to, you know, trying to half-ass apologize and ask for back on the team. Craig T's like, nah. Craig T, he's going to be a hard-ass. He's going to... Ride this out to the end. And Even though he knows he's he was wrong. And yeah. What he taught, what he was throwing at him. Well, see, I I think this is Craig T's mistake. In the you know, he finally has to confront himself and be honest with himself later on in the movie. But I think Craig T's mistake as a coach in this situation was he let the loss tear them apart. Yeah. Instead of unite them and make them stronger, you know what I mean? Well, that's what he even says, too. Like, you always said together. What happened to together? Like, he tells him that at one point. Yeah. Tom says that to the coach. It's like when people always tell you you're part of a family, and then when they don't need you anymore, it's not a family anymore. It's like that type of thing. Or just in general, like, they say you're a family, and then when shit gets rough, like, it's all, it it turns out to be one for all. Yeah. Like. One, you're all on your own. Yeah, everybody for themselves. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tom, Tom ain't having it. He tells him you're fucked. And then this is like kind of like where he gets even more like <laughs> Jeez. serious. Yeah, Tom, Tom's rolling through these hobbit hills of houses here, <laughs> trying to catch up to his girlfriend. He just like ran over the slide. Yeah, and I mean like like even this scene, just like the backdrop of the houses and the way it is, and it's like. It's like they almost look like farms and shit, like the little bundles of sticks and shit everywhere. Yeah, those like individual houses are like apartments or something. Yeah, there's How like does that so. Work? I don't know. There's it's just like one entryway. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like many you know. apartments. But it's like this backdrop. I mean, it's like they couldn't have found a better place to you know like tell this story. Then they have this scene in front of this shitty old basketball hoop, like. 
See, she's telling him on this part, like, you'll get your football scholarship and I'll get nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is where it's like, okay, not only is, like, Tom fucked with his football, but he can't even, like, fall back on his girl. His girlfriend, like, she pretty much wants to break up with him. But she does. She gives him back his ring. Yeah, his class ring. Because he yelled at her in front of everybody. Yeah, he made her look like a fool. She cause said, he, no way. He didn't want to get on the cheerleader bus. Tell him! <laughs> yeah. She said, nobody in Ampipe gets a music scholarship, just football scholarships. So I'll be oh, a grocery clerk. That's sad. When she said that, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. That's fucked. <laughs> so it's like, now, now now, he's forced to deal with the reality of, you know, his girlfriend's situation. Because there's like, there's really no, uh, you know, there's no dream of going on to play high school football. I mean, he's hoping to. He's hoping to scramble an opportunity. But, you know, you're kind of fucked when you get kicked off your high school team during the season. Yeah. Now he has nothing. Yeah. That was his way out. I mean, obviously, like, they're playing, like, their young high school, you know, characters and stuff. But it's kind of funny. Like, I actually, I don't know if it's the dynamic of the situations they're in pushing them apart. But, like, I actually, I, I think uh, Leah Thompson and Tom Cruise, like, they actually make a really good couple in this movie. Yeah. Cuz it's 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 really believable I think about those relationships when you're young either in school or just other parts of your life that are like transitional and whatnot. It's like you have feelings for somebody and you're with somebody, but at the same time like anytime there's a change in life, like it could almost like tear the relationship apart at any moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everything is like so uh precious but so fragile like hanging in the balance yeah finally finally tom apologized for always trying to fuck all the time (laughs) and she's like "Mm, you're gonna do it again yeah yeah (laughs) he's like how do you know that she's like because i know you're a horn dog (laughs) yeah yeah he said you're so gorgeous can't help it that's why i'm always whipping it out whatever yeah He's like so genuinely sad that he like is is acting like an a hole, you know. He <laughs> really is. Like, I mean, especially in this day and age of like fucked up, nobody caring about story movies. Like, I really wish uh, Tom could, uh, you know, go back to playing these more simpler drama roles. So here we learn more about Salvucci. Yeah, Salvucci. He's he's trying to talk to Craig T. About dropping out of school so he can get a job because everybody in his family got laid off and then he's trying to go to the coach uh, genuinely with his uh, problems but Craig T blows him off to talk to some big time college scout guy who's there like like Craig T he's big leaguing everybody because he's on his way to, to college coaching ranks and whatever oh now he tells him you're no quitter yeah. even though that's what he said to him yeah Yeah, and this oh, guy he actually wanted to see. Yeah, he wants to see uh, film oh, on. Oh, I didn't hear him say that before. Yeah, yeah. This is the oh. moment where uh, he wants to see the tape on Tom and um, Craig T. Uh, blacklist uh, or blackball, however you want to put it, blackball blacklist. Tom. And even the scouts like, oh, that must have been a hard decision for you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, it was like. Because he knew it fucking wasn't. He just did it. Yeah, he totally assassinates Tom's character, and that's all it takes, you know? 
with these uh, college words. As soon as, as soon as a player gets gets uh, labeled a uh, discipline problem or distraction, especially in football, biggest t- that's one thing I can never stand about football, and particularly the NFL, is like biggest, strongest, toughest, hardest sport. And everybody's like, we don't want any distractions. Oh, we don't want to. Like, they're so sensitive. They can't deal with anybody. This part, too, like, I just really was like, fuck, this shit sucks. Like, he's saying he got laid off, and so did 700 others. It's yeah. like, holy shit. Like, that's like... And I mean, that's like normal there. Like, for yep. just large groups of people to get fired. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah, because in the scene before Salvucci, he was telling the coach, hey, I need to get, quit school and get a job. Because, yeah. you know, my family, they all lost their jobs. And then Tom gets home from school that day and finds out his brother lost his job. And it's just like, it's kind of, I don't even think it's the first wave, but it's the, the you know, the current wave of... Uh, layoffs of you know the the town is slowly dying the steel mill is not going to provide a living for people for much longer which like i was telling you the other day i was surprised that in the early 80s that was already happening in the country Mm -hmm. that you know the steel mill workers were already like losing their jobs and shit here she's serenading him with her sexy saxophone yeah (laughs) friday night uh (laughs) Tom's just in his room by himself doing mechanical drawings, <laughs> doing the dimensions of, I don't know, some vice grip looking thing. <laughs> Look how he's running. <laughs> yeah, Leah Thompson's in her band uniform playing saxophone all sexy. And Tom runs down the street. And I love it how he actually has to stop and, like, look for a second across the street before he runs across. <laughs> I gotta say, like, we didn't have, like, cool, like, tops like she has. Yeah. We just had these, like, sweater turtleneck things. I don't even think they were turtlenecks, actually. That was a cheerleading uniform. But the band ones we wore were just, like, these itchy, like, sweaters mm. and, like, these bl- blue, like, slacks. I did yeah. not feel sexy in any way with <laughs> And here she's like, she shows up and she's trying to be all like attractive with him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's funny. you know, Tom, <laughs> he don't need much to get going. I mean, that, that's true. <laughs> he's always horny. But, it's just uh, funny. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure too. I'm sure the co- the wardrobe department they probably like custom fit hers to not be as like garbage bag is a uh, well it's pretty form fitting on the waist yeah it really is like, I bet they took that I don't in. think they look like that no <laughs> like normal ones yeah it's kind of like a coat actually yeah and then like she's asking where everybody is and they're like oh my brother's at the bar you know he got laid off my dad's at work so you know she you know yeah I could call someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny so like basically yeah she came over to throw a piece on Tom here finally. <laughs> she she's not only going to give it up but it's it's her idea. And I found it interesting like I I feel like uh in a way I mean they've been like going steady for a long time it seemed like and everything they both were waiting but I feel like she finally when she gives her virginity up or whatever it's uh She's kind of throwing Tom like a pity fuck here because he's so <laughs> sad he can't play football anymore. Never... I don't think so. No. Well, I mean, obviously she's doing it because, like, I mean, this is really the only time they can because he's actually home on a Friday night. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Tom has his own apartment upstairs because, like, <laughs> he has his own outside door and shit. But isn't it just like a patio or a balcony or something? Yeah, it goes down some steps and oh, stuff. I didn't notice but, that. I mean, it has its, like, own entrance right there. Yeah. 
And, and this is like, you know, you're being authentic to like the location where she takes off her band uniform and she got <laughs> fucking long johns on, thermal underwear and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's what you would need if you're really going to stand out at the football game all night. Yeah, this is a scene where all the nudity comes into play. I'm assuming this is a scene where they had to zoom out her bush. Oh, Tom's taking his cross off. He's going to do the naughty. <laughs> but he's being very careful with it. <laughs> Again, there's just like, a, I don't know what you would call it, like an innocence to this that, uh, yeah. you know, because like, Cause like Tom, like Tom was banging everybody in his movies back then. Now I think about it, cause uh, I'm pretty sure he banged Shelley Long and losing it. And of course, he bangs Rebecca De Mornay all over the town in the risky business. But the, this is the one where it's like it's actually like a meaningful love scene. Um, what I thought it was funny though was like how hot, how bad Tom's he, Bush, how bad he was like trying to always get a piece. Yeah. But then, like, I mean, there's always, like, the mistake of getting pregnant, so yeah. I just thought it was funny how he was, like, so mad at the friend for, he was like, oh, you're so stupid or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you're trying to do the same thing. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, unless it was just, like, a thing of, like, they're just not showing whatever for time or whatever, but, like, yeah, you don't see Tom whipping out any rubbers here or anything. Yeah. Like, they pretty much, like, just get in the bed and have sex and all that. Tom, and that's why I always say this movie, I think, was shot before some of those other ones. Because Tom, he just has a more, like, boyish look to his face. It's yeah, it's hard it to describe. He does. Sometimes he looks young, sometimes he looks older. It's weird. Yeah. Like, that shot that of him before he got in the bed, like, he looked like a little boy. <laughs> like, right there, he looks like a kid, like, he's all skinny and shit. Yeah. But it is kind of interesting how much, um, what do you call it, how much emphasis they put on that love scene, kind of. Yeah. Well, because it's the first time for her. Yeah. yeah I think for Tom, and, like, too. they, um, you know, they basically set up that, like, she'd been turning him down and turning him down, trying to do it in the right place. Like, she didn't want to just do it in a car. Yeah. She wanted it to be special. That's why it looks like Leon's drinking a beer there. They're just hanging out in the <laughs> school auditorium. Guy's smoking a cigarette. Another guy's drinking milk. Uh, Leon's drinking a beer, it looks like. They're watching the choir practice for probably like the Christmas recital or whatever it is. I think it's funny that they show that. Where is she? She's like not in that shot. <laughs> in that last shot? I think it's like the three kings of typing or speed, accuracy, and what was it? The third one? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I'd that. rewind it, but it would mess up our sink here. But yeah, the the school, the Christmas setting soon. And then it just jumps to uh, the reception at Chris Penn's house for, uh, you know, they got married or whatever. Chris well, Penn and his girlfriend. in the writing, it even says it in the language. Yeah. I think you're supposed to be Polish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like, so they got married, I guess, over Christmas break. You know? Yeah. Which I guess if you're going to get married in high school, that's a good time. <laughs> get a couple weeks off. <laughs> Take your honeymoon in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to Pittsburgh for their honeymoon to go to a Penguins game. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah, they're going to Penguins. That's funny. I didn't see them say that. 
<clears throat> and this is kind of the, the scene where Tom and Chris Penn kind of reconcile that, you know, Chris Penn ain't going to play football anymore. He just, you know, he, I think it was about the third time he says, I'm going to have a kid. Mm-hmm. He just keeps saying that. Oh, so that's what I thought. Like, the coach was actually the second choice. They got another, uh... Because he says a guy from Alapaqua or whatever had got a better offer somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Craig T's coaching, uh... Yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to go to one school and whatever, and... Yeah. So, I mean, just like with the players, it's all moving parts. It's the same thing with Craig T, too. Where he's going to end up. And they reference that, you know, Tom and uh, Chris Penn, they always dreamt of growing up to play for the Steelers. <laughs> it's hard when you have to give up on your uh, childhood dreams like that. Yeah. Here's where shit starts getting real dire. Some fucking old lame-ass uh, square cops show up at the school. <laughs> and then they're going to go into the... Uh, the classroom here in, the, in a second and uh, scoop up uh, Salvucci. Then Craig T happens to be walking by as they arrest him or whatever. And it's kind of a heartbreaking, heartbreaking moment too because like Salvucci's yelling for Coach to help him and stuff. And like mm-hmm. Craig T's like, what happened? What are you doing? They they tell him, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, they start roughing him up like right Fucking away in the classroom. Mentality. <laughs> Pits, uh, Pennsylvania police oh brutality. Because, like I said, I just asked him to come out of the thing. He wasn't, like, really fighting. They just wanted to, like, pin his arms back or whatever. Uh, yeah. They say he did an armed robbery. So, like, we oh knew his God, family was hurting for money. Oh, my gosh. That's sad. He was trying to talk to you, Craig T. You wanted to uh, kiss some college uh, recruiter ass. Mm. Now it's getting double desperate. I like her cute hat she has on. Yeah, she's got a good <laughs> outfit on. They yeah, go into still the... With uh, the great hair. Yeah, her <laughs> hair still does look nice. They go into the local bar uh, to ask the... Um, the the uh, Bosco, that's his name, Bosco. The bully guy, Bosco. If he could... Uh, you know, talk to the coach because he's getting blackballed and stuff and tell him, you know, it wasn't my fault that you guys trashed his house. But, of course, Bosco ain't going to admit to shit. You know, he's like sleazy fuck. Oh, this guy. Yeah, they just laugh at Tom's face. They're like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. Ho, 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 we weren't there, boo. He's so lame. Like, there's such, like, he's such, like, the... Like what you said, like just the high school bully that couldn't let go of high school. <laughs> yeah, but now he's like 40 years yeah. old or whatever. Really sucks, but it's like getting thrown off the team really would have really hurt Tom's offers probably. But it's oh, like... Now Tom insulted the mill. Yeah. Yeah, he tries, the guy tries to stick up for the steel mill. You know, the... The mill that built this town. He's like, yeah, the mill that laid my brother off and stuff. This is where Bosco gets real nasty. and says, oh, you think you're too good for us? Don't you don't you want a oh, Pollock pussy or whatever he said? Like, then he assaults uh, Leah Thompson. So, like, yeah, like, this shit gets real raw here in a second. Ugh. Yeah. So nasty. Yeah. 
then all the the, the minions of Bosco start beating up Tom beating and up shit. Beating up on kids. Yeah. So lame. I, I, I was glad, though. At least the bartender, yeah. like, stepped in, like, hey, like, Ugh. you ain't gonna do this shit in my bar. No, bleedy. Yeah, Tom got a bloody nose. Kick the fucker out. Ugh. Yeah. Get out of here. He's, like, watching Jabba the Hutt. He's so disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. What a lame I mean, fucker. Vaguely threatening Tom. So now... Is that a Pinto? Yeah, it is. <laughs> So now, um, the, uh, Leah Thompson has to go to the coach's house to talk to the coach's wife. Because, like, this blackballing situation, I mean, it's pretty much probably already fucked. Cause, but Craig T, like, you know, not not passing the tape along to the college recruiters, giving a bad name to Tom. It's, like, really got his future in doubt and shit. I like how everybody just gets a random ride from anybody. Yeah, they do. Everybody's like hitchhiking. Which is funny because it's like, it's not like, like this town is pretty spread out as you can see. Like nothing's really like that close together, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this is like a scene probably you wouldn't like see in a lot of movies. But I think it's like good writing. Whereas like the girlfriend goes to talk to the coach's wife. Like I don't think you would see that in a lot of movies. It's like, it's like not something you would think of, you know, would happen. Yeah, here's what here's what really sucks is uh, Tom's on the phone trying to get them them crappy offers that he had for the schools he didn't really want to go to, and like they're all blowing them off. And nobody's interested anymore. And like the one school that promised him a spot no matter what, they blow them off. And she's asking about her. She still has one more year left. Yeah, Leah Thompson actually is just a junior. She's not graduating. It's a great shot, like, this was really well thought out, this conversation, because you get to see the town behind them, it kind of, like... It looks like a little Polish town or something, yeah. like, in the background, like, how the little houses are all kind of... Like a village. Out. Yeah, like, on the hill and stuff, it's funny. It's really, like, as, as kind of grimy as, like, some of the industrial parts of it are, it, it's actually kind of pretty, like, with the hills and the, the way everything's laid out. Yeah. Oh. She's remembering how much she loves her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, coach's wife is From telling high school. Yeah, her old love stories. She's happy to have a young girl to talk to. <laughs> to reminisce about her past. Yeah. <laughs> nope, end up seeing the still mill in the background. Tom's got a nasty bruise on the side of his face where the guys were punching him and shit. Yeah. It's like they hit him with something almost, like the shape of it. This is the one that said to call him if everything goes through. Yeah, that I could count on you. Nothing. And now he's saying no. Nope. What a jerk. So at this point, like, Tom is really at the bottom barrel. And I gotta say, like, not in a bad way. But, like, when you watch the, the movie at this point in time, like, once it reaches this point, like, you just really don't know, like, damn, where could this movie go? You know, like, how is it going to wrap up? Like, like you really... Like, he's so depressed. And yeah, Tom was so low. And his dad comes to talk to him and, you know, asks him, are you ashamed of me? And all this kind of stuff, you know. And it's like, you know... Like, like I, I like it, too, because it's like the father is... I mean, he's his father, but he, you know, he's uh, he's there to support him in ways like the coach couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the coach was too ego driven and small minded to do what was best for the kids. 
it's just funny because it was like when he was doing that thing where he was getting out drinking and throwing trash on the wall and all that shit like you know he was acting like a teenager or whatever but like right now in this scene like he's such like a little boy and like yeah. why did this happen to me papa <laughs> yeah, must i must have done, done something it's like yeah dude you freaking got drunk and threw some trash on somebody's lawn <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i mean like i get why craig t was pissed but like he no i mean it's not like he's like oh maybe this way like he knows for a fact that he's screwing with Tom's future. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. So you gotta, you, you gotta put your feelings aside. and Everybody drinking from the keg, playing quarters no. and shit. It always weirds me out when the way they're like, they pat her stomach so hard. Yeah, the pregnant like, girl. Well, she's not a girlfriend. She's his wife now, but yeah. yeah. He's always <laughs> slapping his pregnant wife's stomach. To the vooch. To the vooch, yep. So it's like every, you know, Tom got blacklisted out of any college pretty much. Their best player, uh, Riley, Chris Penn, he ain't going to USC anymore because he got married. Um, Vooch is in jail. It's like the team really suffered losses. I mean, there there's still some other guys that they mentioned earlier, you know, are going to different schools and whatnot. So, but it's just, it's, you know... All in the course of like probably two, you know, a couple months here. It's like so I many. I think the black guys are the only ones that are going to get to escape the town. Yeah, like the, <laughs> like the black, like all the black players on the um, team, like they didn't really, uh, yeah. you know, like they're all still going to their schools. They ain't messed up really. It's funny. Yeah, well, Leon guess... gets the call there that he's going West to West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Shadow. Yeah, they call Leon's name nickname, I guess, is Shadow. Yeah. He keeps trying to tell him, go to go, go to say He's like, I want to have a kid. That's more important than any damn college. He's still like, oh, you loser. Yeah. Tom's just like, oh, God. I got what I want. Yeah. I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, it's not so much that he, you know, like, I, I, I believe Chris Penn in that, you know, he wanted to marry his girlfriend and have the baby and everything, but yeah. but it's like you gotta you gotta you know you gotta provide for your family too. And uh, if there was any way he could still go to school and get a degree, I think that would have been better for his future. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he says he's got a job at the demolition company. Yeah, this is really sad. Tom's doing a short, not part time, but just short term job. With a demolition crew taking out a, a reactor. And the, the other kid says, yeah, my father worked in that reactor for 14 years. This is weird, too. Tom's drunken speech about God, all the stuff God created. And then the God <laughs> created the football player. And it was good, man. It's he like, created cheerleaders yeah. and made them wear short skirts and do cartwheels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, six day created the football player, man. Fans pay money to watch them hurt. He's so drunk. Look at Tom. <laughs> he they they probably let him slip sip like half a beer and got wasted. <laughs> he looks like a two beer drunk here. <laughs> he starts Tom starts calling out the football plays and this is funny, like oh, the linemen God. just jump on the couch. <laughs> the and, girls like eh. Yeah. I don't know whose apartment that was, but they just Smash the coffee table jumping on it. Well it had to be shadows, right? Because he got the phone call. Yeah, uh, I guess it yeah, they called his house. <laughs> 
I like it. I really do like this movie, though, like, you, in terms of, like, you don't know exactly the time period, because it just constantly, one scene ends and another scene begins, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, Tom is, like, hanging out at a local diner, just being sad, drinking coffee with a straw. I think it was after the party, because he's wearing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He, like, maybe he's just trying to sober up before he goes home or whatever. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> drinking his coffee. <laughs> with a straw. Uh. But yeah, he he goes over, he sees the coach and the coach's wife eating at the diner or whatever. And he he actually doesn't even want to talk to Craig T, but again, showing how good of a guy. Because, you know, the other times when Tom was trying to apologize to Craig T about being there when their house got vandalized. He's like moving his hands. Like, it's so like, I, I don't know, like little... That's how you would, what you would be doing if you were like nervous. Fidgety and nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just subtle things. That, that's I mean, even his body language, like t- yeah. like, I think the, I mean, obviously it's the best thing for Tom's career in terms of making money. But I think as far as an actor, the worst thing that happened to him was he became a star. Yeah. If he just would have like continued on doing roles like just being a character actor, I think it would have been great. But yeah, like the other times when he was uh, always apologizing to the coach, he never knew if it was really genuine, and it really yeah. kind of wasn't genuine because he wasn't really super sorry yet. But he was just kind of doing it to get back on the team or try to get back on the team. But that time, you know, he's already lost everything at this point, really. He just wanted to go apologize to the, his the guy's to wife because yeah. he felt bad about it. So that's how, you know, t- you know, Tom's character, he actually really is a good guy. Yeah. See, in this scene, I feel like he looks older now. Like, yeah. he doesn't look like that little boy that... <laughs> yeah, he's more grown up. Yeah. Yeah, Craig T chases him out of the coffee shop and tries to talk to him. Together, remember that? That's the part. Yeah. It was all bullshit. It was all bullshit, man. What? You're foolish. And, like, Tom's really disillusioned. Like, he won't even hold Craig T out and hear Craig T out on everything. He's just saying, you know, all the stuff you taught us, all the stuff you made us believe was just bullshit. I like this part. Yeah. Who gave you that power? Yeah, he's talking about, you send this guy to this school, that guy to that school, help this guy, don't help this guy. He's like, who gave you that power? You're just a football coach. Yeah, I like this part. I really like this part, too, because he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, And Tom kind of doesn't know what to say, and he starts like well, walking he, away. He yells. Yeah, he, well, I like, too, he starts running away, and then he stops and turns around, and he starts yelling back. He just says, you're a typing teacher. Yeah, you're not a god, huh? No, you're not God. And look, look at Craig T's face, man. He's just taking this fucking bitter-ass medicine. You are just a typing teacher. Yeah, he tells him you're not God. You're just a typing teacher. And it's true. It's all 100% true. That's the part I liked. Yeah. <laughs> and here we see Tom with his job. And his brother, too, is, is also probably doing the temporary work. You know. And, then like, this is where you just really see. You're like, holy shit, like... This is how how good this this movie is structured. Yeah. Um, like you're just like getting a glimpse now. Like we've seen the steel mill, we've seen the guys come out in a tired. Legit fucking place. Yeah, you see it. The sparks flying all over, burning Tom all over, fucking dirty ass face, spitting, clothes all dirty, soaked in sweat and shit like that. Yeah, and they even uh, give thanks on the credits to this place, whatever it is. Yeah, the Ampipe Steelworks or whatever it was. But yeah, just like the shit, like, and like I said, like, you know, when you get to this point in the movie, you're like, damn, like, where's this, like, like this point, you you see Tom and his brother riding out in the back of this truck at the end of the, well, at the end of the workday, I guess, but it seems like it's like early morning, you know, 
And you're just like, oh, man, like, this movie, like, really started out from, like, this high school football movie to this. It's like... He looks tired as fuck. Oh, yeah, you would be doing that or just shoveling that shit all day. They're meeting up with Tom's dad. He's getting off work. But it's like, yeah, you're like, damn, man, this movie is, like, almost like a fucking circle of hell he's descended into. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Yeah, that life is brutal, man. Yeah, just, like, they're, like... And, you know, it's just, like... It's, it's what everybody does in an adult. You have to suck it up and take some job you don't want to survive or whatever. But this is harsh. <laughs> but yeah, but this is like really the most back-breaking work and shit. Yeah. There's his sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, Leah Thompson's waiting for him. You know, they get a kiss and everything. Everybody's looking at him like, oh, he has Tom has that pretty girl. He's so, like, appreciative of her. He's all closing his eyes and he's kissing her. And that, yeah, that's the thing, too, is Tom kind of had to lose everything before he appreciated, like, what he had with his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-oh. And it turns out his girlfriend, Lisa, brought uh, old Craig T. back to coach. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, I got to deal with this fucker again, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just like, come on, just talk to him. Just talk to him. It's just like... Because, like, really going in the scene, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, how is this movie going to end? How is it going to wrap up? I like how he, like, grabbed her. Like, he put his hand out for her to take his hand. Yeah. I like, like how united they are. Yeah. They're, they're definitely in it together at this mm-hmm. point. Oh. Oh. Cra- eat crow. Yeah. Craig T. Apologizing. Sorry about what he did. We got a little furry snorer over here. Jeez. Quite Cli- was that your stomach? You know, climax of the movie. We got a little furry snorer oh, over here. He is. He's offering him yeah. a full scholarship to Cal Poly. Cal Poly. He's yeah. like, what? And he says, I want you to play football for me. Craig T got the job at Cal Poly. I love it how, how yeah. Tom's like, you're doing this just to make yourself feel better, you're right? You're damn right. Yeah, he's like, I feel a lot better now. Full scholarship, Cal Poly, yeah, one of the finest engineering schools. So this is just like... Look at his face. Oh yeah. Oh my god. She's like, come on, do it. You know, honestly, <laughs> this really is the happy Hollywood ending, but I like it, not just because everything he's been through, but it, the thing to me that makes it and mm. kind of makes it feel real is the way, even though he's going to be leaving <laughs> her behind, really, like, <laughs> Leah Thompson is, is like... Telling him, just sign it, go, yeah. sign it. Like she, she even says, what about you? Yeah. She's like, just sign it. Yeah. And the dad hands him the pen to sign it. Look yeah. at his face. I know. Like, that's like genuine yeah. uh, happiness here. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great... And it, 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 I'll be honest, it's kind of... Even an, his face, look, he's like, yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's like... Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, this hardship's, like, finally over. And it's crazy, too, because the two people, the whole movie, that were pretty much... Next time, go for the ball. Yeah, next time, go for the ball. Tom's kind of like, huh, what? He's like, yeah. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Ryan learns lesson. Finally, Tom's smiling. Oh, look at his, his million dollar movie. And I love it, too. They all hug at the end of the dad, the brother. Oh, the brother was the girlfriend. Crying, yeah. yeah. And then Tom just breaks off, spinning around with Leah Thompson in his arms. <laughs> and then the triumphant song comes up. American Pipe and Steel. He's like, yes, get me out of here. Yeah, freeze frame <laughs> on the hug. But no, but like, the ending really kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, you don't you don't really expect that to happen. Locker room dance. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. 
But I don't know. It's like it's like the perfect ending for this movie. You they know? were made for each scene: car ride, bus ride, yeah, first bar scene. Like the songs are like when you see the credits, love the love theme from all the right movies. Love <laughs> scene. Yeah, they they even tell you what uh, what uh, scene the song yeah. was played in. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen another movie do that. To be I honest know. with you, but that just shows that it was made for the movie. Yeah. Cool. Blue skies forever is the song that plays at the end. It's really good. But yeah, I mean, I can't, like... You know, it, it kind of... This movie's kind of wrapped up in the shell of being a high school football movie, but it's really not. I it's, don't think so. It's really like the... Well, I mean, every... I think the football story is kind of the background story, actually. But it's like, yeah, it's like every poster, every whatever, is like always, like, trailer showing them in the football and all that kind of shit, but... Because I think, like, the setting of this is so... It's overwhelming, but not in a bad way, you know? Like, it's... You can't ignore the setting. Right. You know? Like, f- like starting with, like, what it looks like to the way the community is with each other and how they talk to each other. And you can tell what the values are, what they, what they value in terms of, like, the steel working life and all that stuff. To me, that's, like, the main character, the main story and character of this movie. Like, that whole situation. Like, the football thing is kind of, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just the kind of... To add to the rest of it, to me. Yeah, and that, that's why I like it, is the, the the movie has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. It's kind of wrapped up in, you know, this experience of sports, but it's really... <laughs> more about life it's about making life choices you know making making the right choice at the right time um like i said like i said just pretty much all-star cast in terms of like recognizable people and even in tiniest roles and it's just it's just one of those movies where like literally everybody's good like every person no matter how big or how small their part is i mean really even not that he was a star at this time or anything but but, it, you know, even a recognizable guy as Chris Penn, I mean, he's his best friend, but he's really only in, like, four or five scenes. Yeah, City yeah, of Johnstown, Bethlehem Pennsylvania. Steel Corporation, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, Bethlehem Steel Corporation. But, yeah, so, I mean, you know my, you know my usual spiel. They don't make these movies anymore, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, like, it's true. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, even just, like, the teenage movie, like, they don't make those Yeah, anymore. that's so weird to me, too, because when I was, like, a kid kid, like this, like, when I was a kid, <laughs> this movie came out when I was six years old, yeah. uh, they made movies about teenagers, yeah. and when I was in high school, they made movies about teenagers, yeah. you know, like... Like, once the John Hughes thing was kind of off, they kind of stopped doing the teen drama for a while. But they, but every single horror movie was still about teens, yeah. at least. And then in the, the like, uh, the time I was, like, in high school, uh, in college, they started cranking out uh, teen movies again. Teen and college movies. There's a lot of movies everybody set in either high school or college. Yeah. And, like, I guess it's just the point we're at now with global cinema being what it be. And you gotta, you know, a movie's gotta make a billion dollars, like... They just realize these things are, you know. Now so, there's just High School Musical, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was gonna say I guess Netflix shows. There's a bunch of weird shows on Netflix that are always about teens and yeah, committing committing suicide. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the teen movie it's not really. Because I mean, there's always been shows about kids in, high, in school, like 
from Saved by the Bell, the 902 and No, and all yeah. that, but, I mean, as far as, and, like, even after that, there's always been shows, like, Boy Meets World, and, you know, whatever else after that, and whatever all those Disney shows were, but as yeah. far as, like, movies, it's like, that just went away. Yeah, it's gone. So, I mean, I think, I think if you're, uh, missing that genre or whatever, and you haven't either seen this movie, or maybe you haven't seen it for a long time, because it's definitely a movie I saw when I was younger, but, uh, I want to say I re-rented the Blu-ray, not the Blu-ray, but the DVD, like, way back in the dawn of early Netflix. <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of rediscovered this movie probably about 15 years ago. And then, like, whenever it came out on Blu-ray, I, I, uh, a little while after that, I picked it up. And, like, yeah, like, like I've watched this a couple times since I've had it. And, like, it actually is a movie worth revisiting, I'd say, every two or three years. Like, dusting off and, uh, you know, checking it out. Because, I mean, I love the setting of it. I love anything set in a small town, really. Especially the movies that show actually show the small town. Yeah. And are kind of authentic with the way of life and stuff like that. And that's another thing you don't get too much in modern movies. But, yeah, I'm telling you, you just, like, shoo, the, the acting. It's killer. Yeah, that's why it's, like, <clears throat> to see stuff like this and the way he used to be compared mm-hmm. to, like, how he is now. Because, I mean, I've watched a couple of movies, like, within the last, whatever, five or ten years that he did. Like, Jack Reacher and... Yeah. I think I might have watched some of the Mission Impossible movies. Well, not might have, I have. But um, it's just like he acts so strange now. Like, he's such a robot. And, like, to see him be in something like this is just... It's, like, it's like kind of sad because it's like you wish he was still like this. You know, like, you wish, yeah. you wish he was still alive. Because <laughs> he uh. doesn't seem alive anymore. Like, it just seems like he's going through the motions now. He's got the Robert Downey Jr. syndrome where he's just acting the same all the time no matter what movie he's in. Well, they always want you to feel like Tom is such a personable guy when you see him on talk shows and shit. And I don't even really doubt that he is maybe in real life, but it's just like this thing of like, why, why I'm not like as into like Hollywood movies anymore is like, Hollywood movies are very strange in that they don't let people be human. You always got to be some weird archetype, or you got to be this. And I, I guess it's just all those studio notes of, like, uh, make sure the characters are likable and all that shit. But, like, I think characters with actual flaws are more interesting. Yeah. And I think Tom, at least early in his career, because you'll see it, like, when we watch his other movies, he always plays uh, somebody who has, like, some insecurity, yeah. or he's fighting some inner problem that yeah. he can't really, like, show to other people, so... Yeah, like, I'm looking forward to, like... Maybe that's why he acts the way he does now, because his problem of dyslexia has been cured, and now he feels like... I mean... Now he feels like there's nothing wrong with him, because he's reached the bridge, or whatever they call it. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just learned the the upper levels that of uh, technology and uh, knowledge that Xeno had to offer, but... Um, I mean that could be it, you know. He, it could. He's maybe evolved. Inside, he's evolved. He yeah. he feels that he's reached those high levels of that yeah. of his religion, so he does act different now because yeah. he sees himself different. Whereas back yeah. then, 
he had, you know, yeah. He was fighting we inner know problems. He yeah. had dyslexia. Like, he had real issues that he was trying to deal with. Yeah. And that brings humanity out of you. And it shows on the movies, I think. But, I mean, I'm being legit serious. You're like, I'm well, not trying I mean, to make fun of him. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, Tom pretty much spearheads all his projects now. So it's like, it's like, A, first of all, p- the people who get big Hollywood jobs now directing, they're not real directors. Yeah. Like, they're all kind of yes-men anyway. And then on top of it, Tom's the producer, so the director, like, is literally a direct employee of the producer, so they probably don't want to piss him off or do whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, when he's, you know, like, I'm not as high on Jerry Maguire as a lot of people are. Like, yeah. I don't, it's not really a classic film to me. Yeah. But it's a, it's a very enjoyable film. And I think Tom is interesting in it. And I think it's just because he has, you know, the movie's made, a, if I remember right, it was a Cameron Crowe movie. And it's just, Cameron Crowe is a guy who's, he's all about the characters and relationships and the evolution of them. So he probably really worked with Tom. And it's like, yeah. when you have a director who has that type of mindset, as opposed to like, we're, we're creating a global franchise, yeah. Tom, everybody in Bucharest to China is going to love this, like... That's where you kind of like just a cookie cutter action movie. Yeah, well, it's like it's like even if you make that type of movie, that type of global action movie, very very well and pleasing to its audience, it's still not going the places that like a humanistic drama would go. You know what I mean? So it's like the actor doesn't have enough emotion to play off of. So, I mean, I believe Tom, you know. And I, I would have thought, now I think I believe he's about 55 years old right now, I would have thought he would have been at this point already in his career where, you know, he's not going to be known as the sexiest man alive and he's not going to be known as this and that. I really thought he'd be going back to playing those more, like, character-driven roles now. But unfortunately, he found the fountain of stuntman youth and, uh, you know, he, like, I think probably the worst thing to Tom's progression as an actor right now or him getting back to doing quality dramatic work honestly is just the fact that mission impossible is just a full-time job for him he's constantly well now he has top gun no top gun's coming back too which i don't even understand that supposedly did all the flight scenes and he made the whole cast do the flight scenes yeah there's some new movie he's gonna fucking film in outer space and i'm like okay like Anything not to fucking sit down and have a dialogue scene, Tom. He's Jeez. 57. He's going to be 58 in July. Yeah. I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you, Tom, in his mind, probably has a goal that he's going to make Mission Impossible and do his own stunts until he's 70 at least. <laughs> like, at least. But, uh, yeah. So, not to, not, not to end on a, on a negative note, but, uh, th- that's why it's good. To, uh... Well, I I mean, I brought that stuff up just in relation to the fact that I thought he was really great in this movie, yeah. you know? Like, I wish we could see more of him like that, and, yeah. you know, like, that's what I want to see. Like, he Unfo- was really yeah. good. Unfortunately, there's only about ten movies like this. I know. And I think, I, I mean, honestly, I just, I mean, I don't know, I, I'd be hard-pressed to say that he has any other movie that's better than this, really. I mean, maybe like a movie where like overall the movie's like better, but as far as his performance, and I know I know he gets a lot of recognition for his role in Magnolia, and he is awesome in that, and that is a very good movie. But to me, this this one's a, a little less flashy and showing, just more straight up, you know, subtle quality acting. So this this probably is my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Um, 
Yeah, I've never, honestly, like, I've never really seen him in anything other than his, like, newer stuff, so. Yeah. I've never seen any of this early stuff, so it's pretty cool, actually, to see it and see how he used to be. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely dip back into Tom's back catalog here again soon, um, because, you know, I hope, I hope people aren't rolling their eyes being like, man, why'd you do a Tom Cruise movie, because, mm-hmm. You know, I think if you give some of these early works of his a chance, I, th- I think, you know, to be more surprising than you think. But uh, other than that, um, we got another. Uh, I always love it when you guys li- leave ratings or reviews <laughs> of the podcast on wherever podcast outlet you get it from. If it lets you give ratings or reviews, I uh, appreciate that if you guys do that. We got a new one uh, the other day, so... Thanks a lot to the listener who did that on iTunes for us. But wherever you, you go, if you want to leave a comment. Um, I definitely see the ones that are all that show up on... Um, well, I guess it's not even iTunes. I guess it's Apple Podcasts now. I see all those. So if you guys want to leave a review that I, for 100%, we'll see. And by the way, like a lot of podcasts are like, leave us a five-star review. And I actually read some like podcasts, like I don't know what you advice kind of and it's like don't be afraid to tell your listeners leave a five-star review we actually do have mostly five-star reviews so i very 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 much appreciate that you guys (laughs) but i want you guys to leave i just want you to know i want you to leave a review but i want you to leave it a hundred percent honest yeah like i hate when people ask me tell us how you really feel (laughs) yeah any comments or even if just the star rating if you just want to do the star rating if you like the podcast but you think it's legit a three-star podcast leave the three-star you're not gonna hurt my feelings and it, and like if you want say why so because yeah the only way the show could get better is when we hear feedback especially when we know like what you guys like or what episodes you like so it's very cool and we and i get facebook uh, uh feedback from you guys too um if you want to hit up the hillbilly dvd reviews facebook page that's usually where i you know i post out the links to the show there and then usually I get a lot of feedback through there. So there's that outlet, too, if you want to get a hold of us. But you can always just leave a review, and uh, I'll see what you guys say. So thanks to the listener that left the very, very nice, very kind review the other day. Uh, I think we're at 29 reviews on Apple Podcasts. If we get to 30 soon, Ooh, woo! Who's going to be lucky number 30? Who's going to who's <laughs> be lucky number 30? Just so you know, you could be lucky number 30. Leave a review. <laughs> But in all seriousness, thank you guys. Thank you for going down memory lane with us with Tom. Really rediscovering, you know, his early good work. Um, he still makes people happy around the world now <laughs> with his death-defying acts of whatever, <laughs> jumping off buildings and blowing shit up. But but I like Tom, the, uh, the, the, the character <laughs> actor. So, yeah. So, everybody, thanks a lot. And uh, take care. Be safe. You know... We're all going to try to survive 2020 together. <laughs> we'll get through it. Keep keep doing like we're doing. Hang out at home and watch these awesome retro flicks. Yeah, you got nothing to do now but watch movies. Yep. <laughs> watch, these, watch these awesome class, cinematic classics. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you guys soon. Down in the movie graveyard. <laughs>